Comic Book Club News gives you the comic book news you need to know first thing in the morning every weekday in the form of digestible three to five minute long podcasts. Comic Book Club News recaps breaking news stories from Marvel, DC Comics, and beyond Monday through Friday. New episodes drop 6 a.m. ET in the Comic Book Club News feed so they're ready for you when you're ready for the day. Comic Book Club News. You hear it second or third, possibly fourth. You want a final grade of an F minus? You were quiet down right now, you loud ruffians. I am your headmaster, Alex, and you are listening to Deadly Cast, a podcast about sci-fi's deadly class. I'm just turning into a screeching person now. Over to All right, you blokes. <laughs> All right, quiet up. Quiet up. <laughs> I'm Justin. I am your headmaster. This is very confusing. If you've never listened to me before, that's actually Pete. <laughs> I don't know what we're talking about. I'm Pete. Oh, were you doing? Oh, oh my God! Justin actually died of poison just now. Wow! Uh, so unfortunately, he can't be here this week. But as mentioned, you are listening to Deadly Cast, a podcast about sci-fi's deadly class. This week, we're going to be talking about Snake Pit. Snake latest, Pit. Snake Pit. The latest episode of the show. Another great episode of the show. Snake I'm Pit. Re- I'm really enjoying this so far, Pete. I don't know about you. Yeah. Great. Thanks for the. Uh, you know. Uh, I'm also enjoying this show. Great. You can talk about it a little bit more. I mean, that was me teeing you up to talk about what you like. I mean, this episode alone makes me very excited. I mean, blow blow dart class? Who doesn't want to take a class about blow darts? Yeah. Well, this is... That's phenomenal. That is phenomenal. uh, I wish I I had to teach myself all this (laughs) stuff on my own. These kids are getting taught it. What? It's... Kind of amazing. Did you go to psychopathy class? <laughs> <laughs> I had to teach myself how to use all these deadly weapons. <laughs> oh, geez. Well, you should really go to school for that. You Actually, uh, Michelangelo, I don't know if you remember this. It was like Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles teach you karate. and then Oh, the turtle, not the artist. Okay, yeah, yeah. go on. Please. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> okay. And then uh, uh, Michelangelo taught me uh, nunchucks. Or nunchakos. Oh, interesting. You learned so many things from cartoons and TV shows. Yep. Huh. I learned how to go underwater like the snorks. <laughs> <laughs> Call back. Nailed it. Yep. So, uh, very excited to chat about this episode. Let's give you guys a recap of up to this point, and then a recap of the episode as well, and then we'll talk about some of the big I love points. recaps. Yeah. So, uh, one of my favorite things about this podcast, and I'm sure yours too, Pete, is we do two recaps in a row. So, Marcus is... He's a lonely boy just wandering around town. Come on, man. No, he's the oldest dude. Uh, He has been very angry ever since his parents died. Uh, He wants to kill Ronald Reagan, and he gets recruited to King's Dominion, which is a school for teenage assassins. Uh, He meets a couple of people there. He meets Saya, who smoocheroos him a little bit. Uh, She is very deadly and working for Master Lin, played by Benedict Wong, who's the head of the school. Uh, trying to find out more information about Marcus. It's not really dealt with in this episode, uh, but we did find out last episode that uh, Marcus got into the school because he had killed 16 people in an orphanage. Turns out that actually wasn't him at all. Uh, It's actually a guy, I believe his name is The Fuck, uh, who likes to fuck goats. 
and other farm he's animals. He's a goat fucker. He's a goat fucker. Uh, as we also find out in this episode, he fucks any sort of animals. He's sort of basically an all opportunity fucker. Uh, and... Yeah, we'll find out probably more about that going on. Uh, but one of the first assignments that Marcus had to deal with was killing somebody. Uh, he ended up giving it to his friend Willie, who since has had a little bit of a contentious relationship to him. They kind of hashed it out last episode. Willie was taking credit for the kill, uh, talking it up a lot, uh, but they basically settled things. There's also Billy, another friend of Marcus's who has a green mohawk. Uh, he really, really likes Petra, the goth girl in the school, but Petra is actually hooking up with Victor, the very muscular, often nude Russian uh, guy in the school. Who I like to call Drago. Yeah, Drago. I mean, that's basically who he is. I think that's totally fair. Uh, Meanwhile, there's also Maria. Maria is uh, dating a guy. She's part of the Satovatos, I think, is the name of the gang. Sure. Yeah, it could be. Uh, She is dating a guy who she kind of hates. and Chico. She, Chico. And she is also kind of into Marcus as well. So you'd think Saya and Maria might be fighting about it, but they're actually pretty friendly about it. Pretty nice. Yep. Uh, other people in the school, Henry Rollins is a teacher there. He teaches poisons. Uh, and he's sort of taken Marcus under his wing a little bit because he sees a kindred spirit in Marcus, somebody who is an anarchist, somebody who wants to burn the world down. And they've had conversations about that before. Um, what else do you need to know going into this? This episode. Oh, we also met a character. Excuse me. Oh, what the hell? <laughs> poison. I drank a ton of poison before the show. Uh, Shab. Shab is uh, Marcus's new roommate. He's a very affable guy. He got tricked into throwing a party last episode. He's running for class president. Doesn't really seem to be there for any reason. Oh, and the last thing that's probably really important to know for this episode is there are a bunch of different gangs, and then there's a bunch of losers that are all in another gang. They're called rats. So what we find out this episode, a lot of what this episode is dealing with is how the school works, which I thought was great. Like just getting a layout in this third episode, continuing to expand the world, not just of the school, but beyond the school, I thought was very cool. Uh, We found out that most of the school is taken over by legacies, people that are from gangs and descended from gangs. Henry Rollins' character pretty much disagrees with that and feels like they've lost the track of the school. And so he ends up resigning because of that. As you can imagine, resigning as teacher from an assassin school, not a great idea. Probably shouldn't do that necessarily. Uh, and he it's, eventually it's gets, gets marked for death because of this, leading to, which I'm sure we'll talk about, a pretty epic fight between Benedict Wong and Henry Rollins. Oh, my God. Yeah. Let, hold, hold that thought for a second. We'll definitely want to talk about that. Uh, meanwhile, at the same time, Marcus is learning a lot of stuff. We also get to see a lot of different classes this episode. We get to see the Blow Dark class, which you mentioned before. We got to see, uh, I think it's uh, Psychopathy was what it was. Sure. Could be. Uh, I'm blanking on I it. I just call it regular class. I mean, it's basically like Hannibal Lecter rolls around and stares at people class. Yeah. It's pretty much what it is. Uh, and then we also visited the poison class where we learned about mellow yellow, a poison that kind of makes people smoke a little bit and go a little insane and start to see hallucinations. Uh, this all culminates in a school dance and everybody ends up going to the school dance. A couple of big things happen there. Uh, Petra ends up getting tortured by the Southern neo-Nazi squad, cheerleading squad. Um, though she gets her revenge with everybody when they all use their blow dart knowledge and their bello 
yellow, yellow knowledge to make everybody go and stay at the dance. Willie also steps up after spending the entire episode kind of pushing Marcus to the side and protects him from Chico. Yeah. Uh, and we all end in this very, very nice, happy place, and that's where everything goes. What? It's it's really wonderful. That's not how it ended. No? No. no. How does it end? I don't remember it ending in a really happy place. No, of course it doesn't end in a happy okay. place. It actually ends in a terrible place uh, because seemingly Saya has been marked for death. Yeah, that's what, she's the best part of the show. She is the best part of the you show. You can't kill her. We're going to have to see what happens. It is called, it's not called happy class beat. Yeah, but. So She's, that's the general lay of the land. We've definitely skipped over a lot of stuff that happened in the episode. Uh, let's talk about the highlights. Uh, do you want to start with the Henry Rollins-Benedict Wong fight? I mean, we can. Well, let's talk about that plot line. Because okay, so yeah, because Henry Rollins is... What's great is he's on the student's side. You know, he's, he likes anarchy and, and all sorts of evil stuff just as much as the next guy. But he also likes the fact that, like... Uh, it's you're trying to give kids knowledge so they can do whatever anarchy they want. And Wong is more like, well, hold on. I, I think he's more specific than that. What he thinks the point of being an assassin is, is to actually change the world. Right. And what all of these legacies are doing are essentially taking money for hits. They're mm. building up their gangs. They're keeping the status quo and the power where it is rather than doing what Marcus wants to do, which is kill the president of the United States yeah. for wrongdoing. So and that's what Henry Rollins sees as wrong with the school. And Benedict Wong's character, you can kind of tell that Masterland feels conflicted about it, I think. Yeah, I mean, not really. I mean, he's pretty cold for most of you know, all the episodes, you know. I mean, this, he light, lets up a little bit, but it's still like, I mean, you know, I don't want to get... And spoil anything, but like no, no, you can spoil everything. All right, well, because he doesn't. I was That's surprised he didn't kill. Him. I, this is a huge spoiler for you. We're doing a recap podcast right now, so <laughs> oh. hopefully everybody watched it, so you in fact can spoil everything. Well, he doesn't kill Henry Rollins, which right. I was very excited about. Yes, because yeah. before I, he's been so cutthroat that I thought for sure he was going to kill Henry Rollins. And he so didn't. one th- interesting thing, I don't think we got into this in the comic book at all uh, because we really stuck to King's Dominion and then uh, the students kind of go outside and do whatever they're going to be doing and it's very focused on them, is Master Lin is handed a sealed uh, letter by Henry Rollins that has a symbol on it. Uh, he ends up going to, it seems like, some sort of council or something, so maybe there's... Like Hogwarts, there's these assassin schools over the world or something like that. Uh, he ends up crawling through a tiny door into a room where the furniture is made out of human beings yeah. uh, and presents it. And then they explain to him, we all agree to this. We all stick by the rules. I'm sure you won't stand against this at all. You're going to have to kill your friend. So Master Lin is very trapped by this. But mm. I think through Benedict Wong's performance, you could see that he is conflicted about it the entire time. But ultimately, they get in the room together. They talk about what's gone wrong with the school. And he says, please, you know, I'm going to give you a head start. He sniffs the glass and says sodium pethol. And he says, that was your head start. And then they immediately start kicking the shit out of each other. Yeah, which was badass. Oh, my God. It was a brutal, amazing fight. So good. So well staged. Just stabbing each other with glass. And they're, they're both great actors. And they're veterans of fight scenes. And it was just, you could tell that through watching the scene. It came through. 
It was really impressive. I mean, because they're older gentlemen, uh, you know, and, you know, sometimes when you see a fight scene, you're like, oh, I don't believe this, but it was done so well that re- you felt it. You really felt it, and it was uh, it was just so badass and fantastic. And to your point, uh, we get to see that, uh, you know, Master Lin is not as evil as he likes to portray himself. Like, he kind of, he let Henry Rollins live. Yeah, and that's, I mean, that's definitely going to blow back on him. Yeah, There's no huge. way that's not, because... Yeah. Yeah, that, you could tell by the furniture and the all the other stuff that it, they, it's not they're very not very lenient at the school. And I do love that three episodes into the show, we do have so many balls in the air right now that you have the fuck out there somewhere coming for Marcus. That's yeah. real bad. Yeah. You have whatever's coming for Saya. That's also really bad. You have all of the stuff going out of the skull, which is already completely fucked up. School. And now, now. You have whatever is going to be coming for Master Lin, this like oh, yeah. John Wick Commodore style organization of assassins, clearly that is going to come destroy King's Dominion in order to get Master Lin. That's bananas. Like if they really are able to go for all of this and bring this together, that's going to be a glorious swell of violence all at the same time. <laughs> oh, man. It's going to be great. Oh, what a sentence. A glorious swell of violence. <laughs> oh. So that, that's the oh. Master Lin storyline. Uh, let's talk about the rest of it. Uh, okay. One thing that I'll call out that I was pretty pleasantly surprised by was the Petra Billy storyline. So yeah. Petra, as we mentioned, uh, ends up being horribly made up by the neo-Nazi cheerleaders. Uh, she is tricked by Victor. He pulls a classic 80s movie move on her. Oh, by so telling heartbreaking. Her he wants to go to the dance, and then at the end, he's like, rat will always be rat, as he oh. tricks her into the bed- bathroom. Um, but after they take everybody out, Billy puts on some 80s music for her. And they dance together, and it's really sweet. And uh, it came out of nowhere, and I was very... Not nowhere, but it was very unexpected and nice to me. It was creepy to me that I was like, oh, man. this I don't trust him. I don't trust him. Billy? Yeah. Why? Like, it seemed like he set her up, and then when everybody else was gone, he was all right. How do you think he set her up? Well, are we not talking about the same character if I'm confusing... Billy, with Billy is the one with the green mohawk. Oh, okay. Yep. yep. You were thinking of Victor? Yep. Yeah. So uh, Billy, at the end, dances with Petra. Okay. Billy told her he loved her last episode. Yeah, he did. Petra got scared, ran away with Victor, uh, and then ultimately recognizes she ends up going up with the nice guy, which is, again, classic 80s movie move. Yeah, yeah. But it was after she got burned by the cool guy that she went back to the nerdy kid who was always there. Sorry, I'm a little jaded because I've been. No, no, that, you know, <laughs> I've been stuck in the. Uh, huh? Yeah, yeah. You? Yeah. Uh, for those of you just listening to this podcast who have never <laughs> seen us, Pete is like a hot jog. <laughs> like he is. He's oh, sitting yeah. here. He's actually just wearing his uh, Leatherman uh, Letterman jacket and no shirt, and he has like 15 abs going on. 15 of them. 15. If you've ever seen Archie on Riverdale, he's like Archie times two. Yeah. It's that's, pretty nuts. That's your, you have a vivid imagination. No, no. You're a beautiful bad <laughs> <laughs> uh, I My point, though, is I think this was very nice. This is very sweet. I appreciate the fact that there is sweetness in the middle of all this violence in the show. Because it I think it was, nicely. 
if it was nothing but nihilism, I wouldn't like it in the wrong long run. You know, it would eventually it would be fun, but there wouldn't be anything to hang on to. And you need those relationships. You need that sweetness to keep you coming back. And I'm glad that it's there. Yeah. What else did you like about the episode, Pete? What else do you want to call out? Um, I also this show does a lot of like, you know, crazy commentary on stuff. I mean, the part where he's like, Jesus never stood a chance was pretty insane statement. That was kind of crazy. Uh, they're just kind of, they're talking about religion. They talk about so much stuff in this, uh, in the show and nothing's kind of off topic. It's, uh, it's, it's a great show. I also like, I liked how before, when we had that sit down with Marcus and Henry Rollins, where they kind of connected and bonded. And then you got more of Henry Rollins kind of like philosophy on why he's a teacher and what he's about. So it made so much more sense when he was, uh, uh, you know, fighting with uh, master Lynn. Uh, and I just, I like to, like you're saying where they're taking these character moments with each of these characters. So yes, it's a big ensemble, but what's great to know that like, okay, we're going to get a little bit of everybody in each episode. You know? Yeah. Uh, they did a nice job of setting all of that up. And to your point, and this is maybe tying into the emotion of it all, but they're doing a good job of using real things and then layering the metaphor of assassin school over it. So everybody knows that cool teacher that everybody liked. who's like, I'm going to come in here and I'm going to change young minds. And then 30 years down the road, they're like, what the fuck am I doing? I'm teaching the same English lesson every single year to students who could care less. Yeah. And that's what we get there with the Henry Rollins storyline that I think works so nicely. Same with the AD movies trappings of the rats versus the legacies that sets up the social strata much better mm -hmm. and uh, it works really nicely there's that totally gross scene early on where they're in the lunchroom they're all pissed off at the legacies marcus is wondering what it really means to be a rat what the difference is yeah. uh, and they start eating stuff and they pull a rat tail out of their meal and oh, it turns out they've been eating rat meat yeah. my favorite part about that which i think built really nicely out of it is all of the rats go into the bathroom. They're vomiting their guts out. They're like, why are you not vomiting, Marcus? And he's like, you think this is the first time I've eaten rat? Yeah. <laughs> and uh, he was homeless. That yeah. makes sense. Like, he was, we talked about this last episode, eating whoppers out of the garbage like you used to do, Pete. Well, I mean, you know. Earlier the, today. Yeah, yeah, earlier today. I mean, if you know, sometimes people leave whoppers in the, running right the top of the trash. And that's, sure. that's not trash, you know. That's just, it's still. Right. Yeah, yeah. If it's, it's on good. the wrapper. Yeah, it's still good. Even it's if there's a couple good. of bites out of it. Yeah, yeah. It doesn't matter. Good. It's still good. Still good. Um, oh, I got completely distracted by that rat bit. Uh, <laughs> that I forgot what I was going to say next. Um, oh, I really liked how the uh, Archie knockoff uh, character, Marcus. Marcus? Why do you keep saying this? He, he looks, looks just like He him. looks nothing he looks like Archie. Just like this is him. the craziest thing you've ever said well, on any no, podcast you've ever true. done. He looks just like him. He uh, has different hair. He's much smaller. He looks like he if had, Archie had, did crack. He looks exactly <laughs> like him. Anyways, uh, I like the fact that he's actually listening. You know, because a lot of main characters look, who's my deal is my deal, and people give him advice, and they completely ignore it. He took the advice of pick your battles, which was great. And we kind of saw that a little bit in this episode. And I'm just very happy that we have a main character that we can root for and we're not always, like, mad at for the choices that he makes. Yeah, I, I think Marcus is really good. He is straight out of the comic book. We've talked about this before. Most mm -hmm. of the characters are doing 
an amazing job of being channeled right out of the book and then expanding and fleshing them out so they feel like real people. Uh, one thing we did talk about was the uh, Saya Maria Girls Night Out. Oh, yeah, the episode. Girls Night. Girls Night, which is fun. Yeah. Uh, again, I think like they do a good riff on, oh, yeah, we just want to have a Girls Night Out, and their Girls Night Out is robbing a liquor store and running around and talking about life. And, yeah, Girls Night. Yeah, I... I really like their friendship a lot. Yeah. It seems like it's setting something up for something fucked up to happen. Mm-hmm. Um, but I think they're really good together. Uh, there's one moment where Chico walks up to uh, Saya at the dance. It's like, hey, did Maria tell you that whole sob story about wanting oh, to have the house and everything? Yeah. Oh. So what do you think was going on there? Is Chico telling the truth? Is he manipulating Saya? He's Is manipulating Saya. It's true. I think it's true that both people got the story, but I don't think Maria's lying. I think she deep down actually believes that. And then Chico used that information to kind of try to trick Sia into thinking they're not as close as they are. Because Chico thinks Maria is something she's not, or he wants her to be something. He just wants the trophy girlfriend, basically. Yeah. Yeah. and, yeah, I also love there was a Chuck Norris bouncer story. That was phenomenal. Wait, what was that? I forgot that. Uh, uh, what was that? I just wrote down amazing Chuck Norris bouncer story. <laughs> I was hoping you would remember. Yeah, sorry. Uh, one thing I will call out that I really liked, we've talked about the comic book mentions in every episode. This episode, great video game stuff. Oh, Contra. We got Contra. We got Contra. They mentioned Kid Icarus in this episode. All of this stuff, again, I know this is the same thing we said last time, but it feels so authentic. Like, I remember talking about all this stuff when I was growing up, and it's, it's great. It's just so good. Yeah. Also, I, uh, you know, if you're in a secret assassin school, probably shouldn't shoot off fireworks on the top of the roof, you know, just... You know, eh, I don't know. I think they'll be all right. I yeah. think they'll do okay. Uh, all right. Before we go for this episode, let's do superlatives. Uh, superlatives for this episode. Pete, you got one? Uh, nope. How about you? <laughs> Great. You're really good at this. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to say uh, most likely to get poisoned in the uh, forehead right. is uh, Southern neo-Nazi girl. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. I was going to say most likely to swallow a blow dart is the the neo-Nazi girl. Oh, yeah. Well, she's she has so many superlatives in yeah, this episode. Yeah. We also should probably find out what her name is. Um, most likely to uh, pretend he's a friend, you know, is Drago. Uh, and um, most, li- most likely to uh, fuck a dog is the fuck. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I will mention we didn't talk about the animated sequence at the beginning where we find out a little bit more about Marcus's time in the orphanage. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see something really interesting there, which is Marcus holding a seeming explosive device. For those who read the comic, you certainly know where this is going. We're going to see a lot more about that going forward. What happens with that? To give you a little clue, in the animated sequence, the fuck's face seems to be fine. When we catch up with him in real life in the present, his face not so great. So you could probably put some pieces together there in terms of what happens. Also, we got a punch out. Yeah, out. but it wasn't Punch-Out, It right? wasn't. No, it was something else. Were yeah. they not able to get yeah. Punch-Out? Yeah, it was weird. I was like, is that an early version of Punch-Out that I don't remember? Exactly. Yeah. Oh, it's driving me nuts. Yeah. 
Oh boy, I'm glad you felt the same. Because I paused this. it and I was like, and then I had to Google image search, punch right? out, and I was like, wait, this isn't matching up. Yeah, I, I imagine they were able to name drop the rest of them, but to yeah. use a screen, they had to kind of create their own thing. Yeah, um, but yeah, that was that was fucking my Tyson's punch out. What <laughs> that was. Guys, cool. thank you so much for listening. If you'd like to support the podcast, patreon.com slash comic book club. Also, we do a live show every Tuesday night at 8 p.m. at the People's Improv Theater Loft in New York. Please come on by. We'll chat with you about Deadly Class. What do you want to plug, Pete? Friend us on Facebook so you get to know about the amazing guests we have on our live show. Follow us on Twitter at Comic Book Live. Also, we have a Deadly Cast Twitter feed at uh, Cast Deadly, so please follow us there. I will tweet out the podcast and other things. Also, we should mention we are on iTunes, Google Play, and everywhere else. So, particularly for iTunes, if you could leave a comment on the podcast on the Deadly Cast feed, if you give it a rating, that would be much, much appreciated. Also, please subscribe there because eventually we'll be switching over from posting in the comic book feed club feed and the deadly cast feed into just the deadly cast feed so we'll give you guys we'll give you guys a little time to do that thanks so much for listening and we'll see you next time in class